it's time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore income strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm Sean Harris. With me, as always, are the two men with the real gray matter behind your financial matters, Mr. Jess Hamill and Mr. Jaden Newman. Gentlemen, welcome to the airwaves. Good morning. Morning. You like how I changed up that intro a little I like bit? It. I like it. A little, little less octagon and a little more... Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, so who are we? Well, we are Noble Capital. We are a wealth management and financial advising firm based here in Austin, Texas. And our clients come to us for retirement and income planning. Isn't that right? Pretty much sums it up. If you want to find out a little bit more about that, you can go to noblecapital.com. And if you want to get in front of us, just click on retirement dinners. We actually have one coming up Tuesday, February 19th at True Lux. You can RSVP to get a seat and we'll buy you dinner and we'll talk to you about retirement and how we approach it. And let's be honest, you got to eat. So come on in, we'll buy you a steak, we'll give you a little presentation and we'll show you how we do it. Might as well eat good. That's my favorite venue. I yeah. Oh, it's good, isn't it? I, I love that place. We also have one coming up on Thursday, March 7th at Fleming's if the Tuesday, February 19th doesn't work for you. So go to our website, find out more about us. You can give us a call or give us an email, and, and we're happy to, to have a little conversation with you. So last week, we had a little conversation about how secular market trends may change your approach to planning your retirement. That episode's called Battle of the Beasts, and we're talking about, of course, the bear and the bull. There you go. And you can find that episode now wherever you get your podcasts. It's live. So this week's episode is called Journey of a Thousand Miles, where we're going to be talking about well, three main phases of retirement planning. So I was inspired, a little, little trivia for you, I, I was inspired by the saying, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Do either of you guys know who said that? Man, I do, and I can't remember now. I, had you not asked me, I could have told you. I bet Jaden knows. I don't have a clue. <laughs> journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. That's Lao Tzu. He's the Chinese philosopher, wrote the Tao Te Ching. Then I lied to you. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. I was thinking a quote from a movie. Well, he may be obscure, but I think everybody's heard that. And, and the idea is you got to start somewhere, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about here. Retirement planning is certainly a process. It's not something that happens overnight, and it's not really something that's easy. That's why you need a financial planner to help you down that, that path. So 
was wondering if you guys could break down for our listeners, what are some of the things that you need in order to retire? So let's, let's think about somebody who's just thinking about retirement planning. They're right at the beginning. What do they need to be thinking about? Well, that really depends on how old they are, but hopefully they're doing this before they actually retire. Um, the main thing is multiple income streams. We're all used to having a job or, or some type of income throughout our life. Um, people think they want to save up a, a nest egg and then just spend it down, <clears throat> but there's a lot of flaws in that. So the, the goal is to take the nest egg and turn it into income so that you live the rest of your life with income, and then obviously from multiple streams. Okay. So you're talking about multiple income streams. You mean some sort of investment that's going to give you regular income on a monthly basis, right? right. Monthly or annually or quarterly, you know, that's, that's really not as, as relevant, but something that is providing a, a predictable income stream that acts like a paycheck so that you, mm -hmm. you know what you can live on and you've got your parameters and you can spend a little extra here and there if you've got the confidence that you're not going to run out with what's left over in the portfolio. But the focus needs to be on continuing the mindset of having income the way you've lived your whole life so that you don't just wander around wondering how much money you can spend. So I'm sure you've heard the saying, you, you got to have money to make money, right? To some degree. Yeah. So in, in order, I guess, in order to really be able to set up multiple income streams, you have to save up some money. I guess if you're, you're earlier in your, your career, what are some of the ways like people typically do that? Well, I mean, if you're still working, there are, there are ways to fund vehicles out of income as you're going. Um, if you are already to the point where you're retired, hopefully you've got something saved up, whether it's through you know, IRAs or 401k or any kind of non-qualified assets. Um, the goal is to turn that into an income stream, plain okay. and simple. Jaden, how many income streams are you going to have, do you think, when you get ready to retire? Well, one of the proverbs I've always followed is seven streams of, of income is, is what the wise, you know, wise person is going to have lined up. And for, for me, that's that's got to be a minimum. I, you know, I think having seven different streams of income, um, maybe not even all turned on at the same time, but lined up. We do a lot of income laddering when we create plans, which is deliberate um, order of battle on, on when to start income and what types of accounts to start in order to optimize tax planning when we're, okay. when we're building an income plan. So... Income streams uh, and income planning play right right into tax planning, which is a big you know big part of what we do. But I think when you boil it down, Sean, you know what do you need in order to retire? Jeff Jess hit it right on the spot, right on the head. There, it's income. You know, we we think of retirement as permanent unemployment, or maybe better said, retirement is financial independence. Hey, you know, that's good. Like, yeah, like one of the things we we were going to get in today on in this segment is you know how people think about their retirement when they're young you know what, what was that dream you had when when you were kind of picturing in your mind's eye what that was like and i think a lot of people could could this would resonate with them they'd be able to relate to just thinking about being financially independent like that's yeah. that's what i thought about you know i yeah i want to have my my income and my investments working for me instead of me just going to, to work and getting a paycheck and, you know, to, to pay my bills every month. Yeah. So that's really where, where the conversation starts is how are we going to get you financial ind financially independent so that you can retire and not just retire, but retire with lifestyle confidence and fulfillment. Well, I, I gotta tell you, I, 
don't think a ton about retirement myself at my age, and I've got a real problem. When I get money, I spend it. It's, it's gone. It doesn't stick around long enough to uh, accumulate or for me to even think about you know, what I need to be doing with it, thinking about my future. I guess I'm, I'm kind of impulsive. But you mentioned multiple income streams, and I wonder if you can unpack that a little bit for me because why not just have one really great income stream? Well, you could win the Powerball lottery. That would work, assuming, that, assuming they don't go under. That's but, a good one. You know, it's like anything else. You put all your eggs in one basket and drop the basket, then what have you got? A bunch of broken eggs. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and one word, diversification um, and, you know, strategy, different purposes for different income. One of the things Jess is going to talk to you about, um, you know, in, or early on in the planning process is setting up tax-free income. So... There could be one, one, one of those seven income streams, or those the two of those seven that are that are deliberately set up to be tax free, hmm. uh, where others are maybe tax efficient, or there's some other tax planning that's working in in concert with the other accounts. Okay. So, so when people think of tax free income or just tax free as it applies to retirement, everybody immediately goes to Roth, <clears throat> and that's a that is one way of doing it. That is one vehicle, but there are a lot of limitations on how we can contribute to it, how much we can contribute to it, the way it's invested, still exposed to some level of risk. Uh, so we have alternatives to the Roth, a couple of them, one of them I call the super Roth that we can talk about later, but ways to fund something now out of non-qualified money that continues to be tax-free when you start tapping it later on. Okay. So shouldn't all income be tax-free? Well, somebody's got to run the government. Yeah. You know, we, <laughs> we talk tax planning quite a bit, but you know the the simple principle is income you need now it's fair to tax me now income you need later uh, should be tax deferred and income you're never going to need should be tax free so that's a that's a big part of tax planning um Sean one one, one tip i can give you on on what you brought up is you know you you're kind of an impulse buyer you spend your money yeah well one of the th- ways you start saving is you let Jess set up something for you to spend your money on and it's going to be on you, you know, pay, pay yourself first, pay it forward to Sean's retirement. Uh, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, again, I've been meaning to try to, to get an appointment with you and I'm going to have to get on your calendar. But when we come back from the break, remind me and I'll tell you a, a great tool to use on that. Perfect. Well, we'll be back in just a second, folks. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about the journey toward retirement. So just right before the break, you were going to give me a a little tip (laughs) about how to save money. And uh, I'm on pins and needles, man. Give it to me. You're living the American dream. Make a dollar, make it or spend a dollar. Yeah. Um, But a a good habit to get into, and you've got to be regimented on this and and make sure you do it. But if you do it, it'll serve you very well, I promise. Uh, First of all, a budget. Get a budget on what you need for your basic expenses, housing, food, everything you need to get by. And then everything you spend past that, every time you spend a dollar on something you don't actually need, put another dollar aside in some sort of investment vehicle, you know, and that's a whole different discussion. 
Um, but when now everything that normally cost you $10 is going to cost you $20, two things happen. One, you put $10 aside, and two, you may not spend the 20 in the first place, and in the end, the whole thing gets put aside. But it'll slow down your spending. It'll make sure that you're putting something to the side. That makes sense. The budget part is really difficult. Do you have any like tips for somebody like me with three kids that you know, has a, a pretty, pretty big budget, monthly budget. <laughs> your budget is what it is. I mean, you've got to just account for it. It's basically accounting. Go oh, back nice. and look at what you spent over the past year. Um, see how much of it was on frivolous things and how much of it was actually needed. And then how much was not really frivolous, but you know, we all have to have some fun. Sure. Um, but get a baseline, a baseline of here's what it costs Sean and his family to be and everything above that double up on it. Yeah. And when, you know, Sean, when we talk about you, budgeting and, and, and putting money into retirement accounts for your future to, to develop these streams of income, you know, what we're really talking about is is the activities of of somebody that's in a in the accumulation phase of the life cycle of money. You okay. know, we, we, we talk about retirement planning usually starts to heat up in what's called the preservation phase, phase two. And then the third phase would be the distribution phase where you are, quote, financially independent at that point. You no longer have paychecks coming in. So a lot of our listeners understand now that, that our show, while we, we talk about accumulation, we talk about growing your money and you know investing in that type of stuff, our, our show is really pointed at folks that are in that preservation phase leading up to retirement, mm-hmm. financial independence. Uh, or they're already retired. They're in the distribution phase, and now they're they're distributing and, and taking income from that portfolio that they've put together. And um, and and at this point, hopefully, they're out there enjoying themselves and enjoying the fruit of their labor, what what they've worked hard for their whole lives. So, two questions: one. Am I really in the accumulation phase if I'm not accumulating? <laughs> and, and two, what are some of the things that you have to think about? What, you know, the shift in your mindset as you're going from the accumulation phase to what you call the preservation phase? How, how is that different and what does that look like? Well, for me, it would mostly boil down to risk, risk tolerance. Um, you know, you're 40 years old, you've got a job. The job is paying for your lifestyle. Hopefully, you've got enough left over to invest somewhere. You can afford to take a little more risk. If you lose it, you still have your income. You still have your lifestyle. If uh, whatever you invested in goes down, hopefully it'll come back up by the time <clears throat> by the time you're ready to retire. Um, but when you shift into the preservation phase, that timeline starts getting shorter. So use the, use the market as an example. Over time, the market always comes back, but it may take 15 years. That's okay when you're 40. You've got time for it to come back. But if you want to retire at 62 and at 58 the market starts going down, you don't. By the, by the time it comes back, you're already dipping in your portfolio. The only thing that makes a portfolio decrease in value faster than it losing money in the market is you spending it while it's losing money because there's less for it to build on to come back. So when you enter that preservation phase, it's a it's a shift in mindset, a shift in the asset classes that you invest in. Um, you want to hold it a little bit closer to you and not take as much risk because you can't afford to take as big of a loss. That makes sense. So obviously that's a big shift in your mindset and, and a shift in your approach toward planning your retirement. How does a financial advisor's strategy start to shift? In other words, do you look at, at certain 
types of financial vehicles as opposed to others? You, you mentioned you want to maybe move away from the market depending on how the market is doing. What are some of those other kind of strategies that you can use? Well, I'll, I'll kick this off and, and then, you know, this is, this is what Jess does every day is exploring really a deep toolbox of resources he has to, to help people plug in the right financial vehicles for where they're at in the life cycle of money. One of the things that, that we are real proud of is in a, in a world now where pensions are becoming extinct, which a pension is predictable, long-term, guaranteed, uh, yeah. lifetime income. Rock solid. Rock yeah. solid. It's that foundation of, of the income plan. And I, sh- I could have just said, what's a pension? Exactly. <laughs> well, we, don't, we get that a lot. So in an environment where you know, the, the, the P word um, is, is quickly becoming extinct here. Ever, I mean, again, I, like you joked around, but I don't think millennials will even know what that means. Yeah. You know, I mean, the only way you get a pension is a government job. And what the, the truth of the matter is, is people still need accounts that, that behave and perform like pensions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the financial markets are, are very, very smart and there's, Knowing that corporate America has gone away from pensions now, the there's a lot of companies there that are now offering pension vehicles that can be bought um, and customized independently of, of of receiving that that type of benefit from a uh, from a corporation or a company. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I appreciate about about our practice and and the the process Jess walks through is. You know, he literally sits down with people every day and helps them customize pension plans. Whether you're single, a couple, you know, what what type of how do how fast do you want it to grow? How aggressive do you want to be in this? I mean, you can really do a, do a lot with these vehicles now to take the edge off and and have that guaranteed, predictable, long term income that everybody's looking for um, in in retirement. It seems like it gives a lot more control to the client than even a pension would though because at a corporation doesn't isn't there somebody or a department or something that sort of manages that pension and you don't really have much say in what that looks like or how it operates well you got no say in it um you know the the (laughs) ultimate definition of a true pension it it shouldn't be a variable situation at all yeah you retire you get this much money per month for the rest of your life and sometimes for the rest of your spouse's life um, people have gotten away from what I call a certain pension to where now you have money managers that are trying to use less money to accomplish the same thing, um, which means they're taking more risk, which means there's a chance that pension's not going to be exactly what you expected. Yeah. You just hope mm. that they're smarter than you if they're managing your pension funds. Um, you if they're know, sitting in that seat, they better be. <laughs> oh, and there's there's articles uh, that are coming out, you know, very – there was just one last week about a, a pension fund that's that's really struggling right now. So – so yeah, the the tools that we're, that that we are going to talk about first is wh- how do we build in more predictability, more guarantees? How important is guaranteed income to you? Mm-hmm. And then we can start reaching into the toolbox and bringing forward ideas and strategies for for clients. And that's going to be their guide on on how to start behaving in the preservation phase. Just to bring it full circle, I mean. The preservation phase is leading up to that day when you walk out of work and, and, and you're retired, no longer have paychecks coming in. So right. it, it's it's go time. And a lot of these vehicles we're describing, you need to get them set up and get them growing and, and building so that you can turn them on, turn those income streams on later downstream. 
and uh, and you don't just wait till you retire and then come in and say, oh, I got a big bucket of money. You know what? What should I do? Right. It, it's not too late. You, we can still help. But but for folks that want to actually plan ahead, I would suggest getting on in here. And the, the irony is we get out of the accumulation phase into the preservation phase. And that's when we take the money we accumulated, reposition it so that it starts accumulating towards the distribution phase. But it's under a completely different set of parameters. Okay. So basically, you're taking what these people have accumulated over the years, and you're custom tailoring sort of a pension for them in exactly. a way. And no better time to do it than when the market's uh, you know, hit the top and starting to flatten out. Now we can put it somewhere that's not relying on the market. All right. Well, we have to take a break. But before we go, I just want to remind you, you can find out more about us at noblecapital.com. Just go there and click on Retirement Dinners. And you can come see us out at True Lux on Tuesday, February 19th. We'll continue this conversation about retirement, and we'll even buy you a nice dinner. So what could be better than that? We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Back to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're discussing life's greatest journey, the one that leads to retirement. <laughs> the background. That's right. Now, before the break, Jess, you were kind of talking a little bit about predictability, and, and, and Jaden, we were, we were talking about pensions and how pensions have, have gone extinct. So you're talking about sort of more predictable income, which in my mind means more predictable investments. Is that accurate? Uh, I mean, an investment's an investment, but the predictability is the result of that investment. So in that phase, we want to start reallocating the way that we're investing so that we're investing in things that will produce a predictable, guaranteed income stream that we can count on. Nobody wants to uh, worry about going back to work at 70 years old. Yeah. So does does that mean that you're actually moving away from some of the higher yield investments when you go into this phase? Oftentimes, you know, there's nothing wrong with having some risk, but once we get into the preservation um, phase of that life cycle, your risk tolerance should be split up. So there's a certain amount of risk that you can take once you have things put in place for your income stream. So if my lifestyle is settled and I've got my income streams multiple set up, and I know I'm good there, now I have a completely different risk tolerance for something that I still may want to accumulate on the side. You know, I have people that come in with portfolios and a budget that it's it's a chore. It's it's hard um, to just barely make it. And then I've got clients that have done very well, and they come in and we only need a, a small portion of their portfolio to completely set their income streams up for life. And then if they've got another chunk that's either going to be a legacy or money to play with or for, you know, catastrophic issues, and they can take a different risk tolerance on that because – if something does go wrong, it doesn't affect their lifestyle because the income's already set up. Well, speaking of investments, I, I recently just dumped a bunch of money into my cousin Chet's hamster rodeo, which I think is is really going to bring some, some returns. I think it's going to be really successful. Do you guys want in? I'll probably pass on that. Are you, yeah, you sure? I'm not looking for an, an eighth stream of income right now, Sean. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll hit you back up next year. Once this thing takes off, I guarantee you guys are going to want to get in on this. All right, let's have that conversation. <laughs> I want to see it. All right, I won't forget. Trust me. Uh, yeah, so 
what happens, you know, once you've got kind of that, that plan in place and, and you, you have your income streams, now you're ready to retire. You're, you're basically just a parachute, right? You're just coasting down the hill. That's all there is to it. To some degree, you can get hurt. Um, I love Jaden's analogy. I'd never heard this before. Um, he said, you know, when do most people get hurt mountain climbing on the way up or on the way down? And as soon as he said it, I, it, it made sense, but it's, it's coming back down. Why is that? Um, I guess because you're going the wrong direction and you've got more potential to fall forward. You think the hard part's over? <laughs> yeah, maybe you've relaxed a little bit. You let up your guard, um, but that's that's true. You know, I uh, if you get derailed at forty, you just work harder, or you or you figure it out. You know, you, you change your your lifestyle. But at sixty five or seventy, something goes drastically wrong. You got a big problem. You know, nobody wants to go back to work at seventy. Most people aren't wanting to hire people that are seventy. Um, and at seventy, you're supposed to be enjoying things. It's just too late by that point. Exactly. I mean, you do what you got to do, but it's too late to, uh, you've missed the mark on what you're trying to do. Most people, most of my clients are generating more income in retirement than they were when they were working. And that's my goal for most of my people. So if that falls below that and they're having to cut back on their lifestyle, then it's a complete fail. But it's not really just a set it and forget it sort of situation, right? I mean, what are some of the things that retirees need to think about for their, their income? Well, we meet with clients at minimum on an annual basis. Um, you know, we put a plan in place that we know if we follow the plan exactly, I can tell you almost to the penny what your income is going to be at any given time. But life intervenes and things change. So we meet with people annually, see how things are going. Maybe they aren't spending as much as they thought. Maybe they've come into a little bit of money or maybe it's the other way around. Something happened they didn't anticipate and now we're having to, to change the plan up. But either way, the plans that we put together are evolving um, we can change it. We can stay on course. We can move income streams up so they come out earlier. We can delay them so they come out later and end up being a bigger amount. It's a matter of keeping your finger on the pulse and making sure that your plan is solid. Yeah, one of the things I, I love, and I, I would encourage our listeners right now, come you know come, come take a look at this for yourself. But you know when when you're going through retirement, it's just like anything else in 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 life. It's it's unpredictable. Uh, in terms of, you know, some of the things that maybe you think you want to do or, you know, some of the dreams you've had, we we t- sit and talk to our clients all, all day long and, and we, we learn, you know, quite a bit just by having conversations. There's a, a, an incredible amount of wisdom that's that that our clients, you know, um, impart to, to us. But what we find is a, a lot of our, our clients, you know, first of all, let's just say it, are are very successful. I mean, these are millionaires. You know, these are folks that have worked hard, accumulated a significant amount of money, and they didn't, a lot of them, you know, that didn't happen by accident. The, these folks um, are very smart. They've, they've, you know, accomplished that through work or through investing, maybe some type of partnerships, maybe they own real estate. And these these folks like to stay active in different ways. So you know, I I've, I've got several several clients I've I've been talking to recently that have come up and told me about consulting gigs they still have on the side, or you know may, maybe one of the spouses is still working a little bit on the side, you know, part time. And one of the things that's so that that's so cool about our our planning and in the way we set these up from the beginning is they're very flexible to really take whatever life deals you. Or, or whatever changes and circumstances come up and build that into the plan. So as far as when to start income, you can start and stop income. You can delay and start later. 
you know, it it, it, it creates a, a tremendous amount of flexibility. And that's why, no, it's not a set it and forget it. It's something that the clients want to come in and have a conversation with Jess and tell them, you know, how's it going? Did you, how's your spending going? Do we need to increase your budget or, you know, how much did you end up saving? You know, these are the types of questions that, that we, we talk about. And many times, um, we, we end up doing more business and, and, setting up additional accounts and things at at those future reviews, because Mm -hmm. now we have more insight into, uh, the the evolution of their life of their retirement the progress of their journey that's right you know it's interesting you mentioned that some of our clients are even millionaires but doesn't sound like you know being a millionaire is, is enough nowadays to retire if you consider a millionaire someone <laughs> has one million dollars uh, right. it's it's pretty hard to retire on you know on just one million dollars yeah um if you you know you can do it we have we have a lot of clients that do of course they have other income streams coming in but um it's not if if you use the old three percent or four percent distribution rule you know uh, that that's thirty that or forty yeah. thirty or forty grand a year on a million dollars so mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what you can do with you know t- twenty five hundred bucks a month in your budget. That's pretty disappointing because I always thought I would just save up a million bucks and that's it. I'm done. <laughs> well, you know, if you want to live move to uh, you know, Burma and live in a hut, then you're you're good. But if you want to stick around here and try to get anything done, what's amazing to me yeah. is how many clients come in the door with a million, million and a half balance sheet in their late fifties and they haven't even thought about a plan because they're a millionaire. How would they have a problem? And so they they think they're coming through the door, just show me how to position it in the best way. But of course I'm not going to have any problem. And when we take their budget, which is always bigger than they first say when they come in, um, inflated at 3% per year, especially the younger ones. So their, their biggest enemy is their biggest asset longevity. You know, you get somebody that's trying to retire at 55 on a million dollars with a hundred thousand dollar year budget. I mean, simple math tells you we've got a lot of work to get done there. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point. I was kind of curious. Once you are retired, what are some of the landmines that you really have to look out for that people don't think too much about initially when they're planning? And I, I think you named one of them already when you mentioned inflation. So inflation, obviously. Um, and we all know about inflation. I mean, I can remember yeah. when a brand new Suburban was $20,000 loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody knows about inflation. But the other landmine is taxes. Um, and risk. You know, if you if you've been relying on a risk based portfolio, especially over the past decade or so, and everything's just going great, and you think it's going to keep on going, um, you know, you can have a pretty big eye opening experience. Administrations change, and I don't get into political conversations whether you love or hate the current administration. But the reality is, we are in some of the lowest tax rates in the history of the company of the country right now. Um, you know, somebody that's got another thirty years of life left in them, that's quite a few chances to have a completely different change in tax structure. Could, your, your tax liability yeah. could easily triple at some point That's in the rest of your life. Say. And these are things that, that you know, you, you can't do it justice on, a, on the radio yeah. uh, or on a, on a podcast, but these are things that, that we're prepared to go deep on. How, how do we protect from those types of landmines, uh, a, a major downturn in the marketplace? A, a big tax bomb, you know, hitting us because we weren't prepared. Right. Some kind of health care or, or um, long-term care, you know, um, just kind of side, side swipe that we weren't expecting. So these are things that we carefully plan for and build into the plan. And it's, it's stuff that, 
you'd be surprised. You don't have to really give up that much to 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 plan smart and to protect yourself. It's you know some people think, well, I'm just am I out of the game? You know, I'm retiring and you know got to join a you know AARP and I'm you know just hang it up. Get off my lawn. (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, There's there's still a lot of excitement. And a lot of good ideas for for those uh, you know even more savvy clients that are do-it-yourselfers that want to continue to to manage their investments or take some risk or stay in the game. Yeah. Um. You know we we deal with people from 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 all ends of the spectrum, but the key is you know just don't make foolish mistakes. And this whole pres this whole you know accumulation preservation distribution talk. You got to know where you're at in the life cycle of money, sure. So you can begin to plan at the, at that point and, yeah. and at that level, and, and kind of understand your risk too. You know, you mentioned something that I was hoping you could touch on. You you mentioned healthcare, and even for me, being relatively young, healthcare is expensive, and I I have no idea what healthcare is going to look like when I get older. When I need more care, how much is it going to cost, and and all of that sort of thing. So that seems like that would be a huge landmine in retirement planning. It definitely can, and and more specifically, long term care. Mm. So you know, healthcare. Yeah. We, we deal with healthcare right now. Get sick, get a kidney stone, break your toe, or whatever. Um, but at some point, when you get to the point where you need assistance, or God forbid, you know, skilled nursing on an ongoing basis, that's mm-hmm. where it starts getting pretty expensive. So that's, that's like if somebody gets a disease or Alzheimer's or something like that, and they just can't take care of themselves. Yeah, I mean, the, the worst is Alzheimer's. I, if 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 my body starts to fail, I want it to fail and go ahead and check out. But you know, yeah. when your body is still healthy, but your mind's not, and you spend fifteen years in skilled nursing, I mean, there's your portfolio is completely gone for a lot of people, and you're back to the Medicaid level. So Sounds expensive. It, it does get expensive, but we can if you plan properly. Um, we don't do long-term care insurance, but we have ways of planning so that if we do get in a situation where you need to be in a facility or even in-home nursing care, a lot of times with the right portfolio and the right planning, we can generate an income stream that is enough to cover that mm-hmm. without you having to, to worry about having insurance for it. It's called okay. self-insured. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I don't want to get too deep into the weeds. You're talking about we, we have things that, that we can put into place to – be prepared for long-term care. Um, you know, are, are, are these difficult, uh, you know, sort of things to plan for? I mean, because it's, it's such an unknown, you know? Are you talking about just having funds in place? Are you talking about, you know, some sort of insurance or something like that? Yeah, it, it always comes back to the same thing, and Jaden said it a million times, and I'll say it another million times, income. If I can plan an income stream for you that is adjusted for inflation, so that by the time you get to the point where you may need to be in a facility, let's just say, and I'm pulling numbers out of the air, but at some point in the future, it costs you 15000 a year to be in a nursing home, but I've got you set up with $15,000, I'm sorry, a month, $15,000 a month worth of guaranteed income, you're covered. That's it. You're, you're already done with no insurance. Okay. Well, if you guys want to learn more about this, go to noblecapital.com. Click on Retirement Dinners. We're holding one Tuesday, February 19th at True Lux. You can RSVP right there online or give us a call. we got to go to break, but we'll be back in just a minute. Talk 1370. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we are back. 
If you just tuned in, we've been having a little conversation about the steps you need to take to complete your financial journey toward retirement. So I feel like we could really dig in a lot more to these different phases of retirement, and maybe we'll save some of that for future shows. This is really just kind of an overview of the process and the mindset that you have to have going into these different phases of retirement. But right now, I want to hear some tales from the trenches. I know there are bound to be a ton of client stories, but is there a common misunderstanding people have with regard to the different phases of retirement while they're planning their retirement? Or have you had somebody come in and just sit in front of you and their actual phase of retirement was just a complete mismatch from their current strategy? What you got? I I ran across a client a few weeks ago. We actually just finished this case up last week. It's a, It was a great case. It was a lot of fun to work on. It's actually somebody who I guess I'm the only one in the company that, you know, being the old guy that knew who he was, but he is, he founded a company here locally, um, did very, very well with it, and then moved on and, and was doing his own thing. But he's high net worth, um, high wage earner, and he is doing a considerable amount of his of his paycheck to deferred comp. So, you know, the most that we can put into a 401k is 25% of our income. Mm-hmm. And for the average, you know, middle American, that's, that's quite a bit. But for a really high wage earner, I'm sorry, $25,000. For a really high wage earner, somebody making five or six hundred thousand dollars, twenty-five thousand dollars is like three percent of their income, so it's not a significant amount. So deferred comp is one of the ways to get around it. So basically, you make a certain amount of money, but you let the company hang on to some of it, um, and then it accumulates, and then you get paid when you retire. Thought process being that's a way to not keep so much of your income in that upper tax bracket. So this guy's making pretty good money, and he's deferring this this comp. And we looked at it when he retired; he was going to get somewhere around a million three all at once. And guess where a considerable amount of that's going? Uncle Sam. Yeah, so everything above $600,000 was going to be taxed at 37%. So he had been choosing each year to defer that and get it in a lump sum. And when we ran the math both ways and, and he realized, wow, maybe I need to either not defer it or take that deferred income over a time period, uh, we were able to put a plan together that took some lump, some of it not deferred, and some of it over a period of time and saved him probably at least 20% worth of tax on a million four. And that was a, a a great win for me. That's a big chunk of money. There you go. Way to earn your fee there. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, the guy's super smart. I mean, really successful, super smart guy. Loved him to death. Um, but it, he didn't plan properly on it. It sounded like a good idea. Defer it. I'll pay tax later. Should be in a lower tax bracket. And he didn't think it all the way through. And that's the value of, of letting us help you plan for retirement so you've actually got a plan. You're not just kind of going with the, the latest thing of the day. Yeah, it's yeah. a strat. We're strategists, and that's that's really the theme. And and I love to listen to Josh talk about because he genuinely enjoys solving problems and strategizing. He has a very specialized knowledge. Yeah. Like, so, one my mine for you, Sean, is in the listeners. It's it's very topical because it was actually it's it's one of my original clients. Um, she's been on board now for eleven years. Oh wow! And she is. 89 years old almost 90 years old and we're very close she's she's still in good health and you know i have a special place in my heart for her uh but she just sold her home and a beautiful home and was able to get a a nice lump sum she moved into a retirement community and is now paying a a monthly amount for independent living all in and Mm. uh, i actually got to go over and visit her last week and 
it was a beautiful setup. In fact, I would love, if at all possible, to maybe do a, a radio show from their um, – they've invited us to come visit them. So it, it, it'd be idea. great for us to go over there That'd and do great. something with them. Yeah. But anyway, her, her adult kids, um, I know them also. I've met them before. One of them's uh, a client of ours has invested with us before with our real estate, our private lending program. Mm-hmm. But anyway, her, her adult kids who are – actually in their 60s okay early 60s they are in the preservation phase of the life cycle of money of course my clients in in the 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 later part of the distribution phase sure and it was interesting because the kid that they my clients always told me that that she's gonna give an inheritance to all of her kids and this was just two of her of of the five adult kids now that i was talking to and they had had a family huddle about what to do with this money. And, of course, you know, the priority was make sure mom's taken care of first. So let's let's get her her income planned out. And that's what we're that's what I've always helped her with. So we were able to show that. And then it's a question of what do we do with this money? So we, we had this whole conversation about the life cycle of money with two mm-hmm. generations sitting across the table. All in different so, phases. Right. So I yeah. had to ask the question now, which you know which which investor am I talking to? Is this my client, my my eighty nine year old client who who we're looking at, versus you know her her kids that are in their late fifties or early sixties? Yeah, um, those are two different strategies that that we need to be talking about. On one side, we were we were talking about taking more risk, going into these target funds and these mutual funds, and really shooting for some you know aggressive returns. Yeah, and then on the other side, it's like wait is this appropriate for her, you know? Right. So are you guys taking an early inheritance? I started to ask, a, you know, a lot of good qu- questions that were probing and deep that, that kind of fostered this, this debate. And, and, and that the beauty of that, those are tough for a financial advisor to have, you know, adult children and then your client and it's, your client, it's, your client, it's, your not client, the that's right. Your client, your client. So it, it was an interesting conversation that, that spanned this whole conversation about life cycle of money. And ultimately we were able to, to get everybody on the same page and, and, yeah. and kind of have a you know meeting of the minds. Yeah, that's kind of taking it all from different angles at the same time. Like you're you're looking at different phases and you're thinking, well, this money goes here, this money goes here. So it's kind of a multi-pronged approach. Well, guys, put your money where your mouth is. This is where my esteemed co-hosts have to come up with a phrase related to this week's episode, and I get to decide how they have to deliver it. Every week, I seal the guidelines for the game in the Shanvelope, and I open it on air so they never know what to expect. And if I stump them, they have to contribute $10,000 to my 401k. <laughs> yeah, I raised the stakes. I think we're doing that over time as you, you know, we're matching, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean all at once. <laughs> all right, let's open the Shanvelope here. All right, guys, I've made it really easy for you this week. Sum up today's episode in exactly six words. Today's episode in six words. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, guys, your time's up. What you got for me? I did good this this week. So the uh, the topic was the journey of a thousand miles. So my six words are: don't tackle the retirement journey alone. That's pretty good. Boom. That's no, a I like it. Pin drop. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let me see if I can equal that one. You ready? Okay. Noble capital retirement means financial independence. Man, you even got a little plug in there for us too. <laughs> that was Maybe. good, but mine was more relative to the topic. I think. Hey, I don't think you're the you're the judge, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who's the judge? Well, he's beating me every time except for one <laughs> argument. So All right, I'm, give it I'm, to I'm him. Trying to give, take it, one here. give the man. Well, I'm going to have to review the tape on that one to see who gets forever enshrined on the wall of wisdom, better known as Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. We might even put it up on Facebook, too. But everybody out there, just be sure and follow us so you can see who this week's winner of Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is, is. There is, you go. Is? Yeah. Is, okay. is. Yeah. So, again... Come get in front of us. Come come meet us. Come talk to us. You can either give us a call or send us an email. You can find all that information at noblecapital.com. Or you can reserve your seat for this Retirement Blueprint dinner coming up on Tuesday, February 19th at True Lux. Just go to noblecapital.com, click on Retirement Dinners, and you can RSVP right there. Well, that's the Noble Capital Radio Hour for this week. I'm Jaden. I'm Jess. And I'm Sean. And remember, life is short. Plan to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next week. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly-owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured on this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.